Hey, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Speech Path Pod. This is Aiden Osborne, your host. As always, thanks to everyone who has listened to the podcast and provided feedback. It's all appreciated. Now, with a few podcasts under my belt, we're going to be transitioning to the new podcast format. And with this new format, we're going to be alternating weeks of an interview with a researcher, clinician, or patient with shorter episodes every other week where I will be diving into a particular research article or topic. A quick disclaimer. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the institutions they represent. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. And for this first article review, we're going to be discussing one of my all-time favorite articles, which pairs quite nicely with our discussion from Dr. O'Keefe last week. The article in question is called The Geriatric Squallow Through Thick and Thin, by Amanda Fizakerly and Noga Nativ Zeltzer. Apologies for any issues with pronunciation. I did my best with Google. I'm excited to share this article because I believe it both explains why thickened liquids might be used, but also then explains what some of those unintended consequences of their use might be. So first, let's review why thickened liquids are used at all. One of the consequences of dysphagia or swallowing disorder is the aspiration of liquids or solids. This aspiration or oral intake entering the airway can in some instances lead to an increased risk of aspiration pneumonia. The recent research has shown that this risk is not necessarily as direct as previously thought. I will link two great articles in the description that provide a further review. Outside of postural strategies, thickening liquids can, in some instances, reduce the volume or frequency of liquid aspiration. An article cited in this review reported that thickened liquids are used in up to 92% of care facilities, with an average of 8 to 28% of residents receiving the prescription of thickened liquids. And now that we've covered why thickened liquids may be used, let's talk about their impact on swallowing physiology. First, it's been found that intraoral pressure and tongue pressures increase with the use of nectar or mildly thick liquid, along with honey or moderately thick liquids. Notably, this does not overburden the swallowing mechanism, as swallowing is typically a submaximal task meaning that only a portion of an individual's full strength reserve is used for the task of swallowing. Regarding the temporal aspects of swallowing, it's been shown that increased bolus viscosity leads to delayed oral pharyngeal transit times, longer time for pharyngeal peristaltic waves to be completed, along with an increased upper esophageal sphincter opening time. Studies have also shown that the use of thickened liquids reduces the incidence of penetration and aspiration, penetration being liquid entering the laryngeal vestibule above the vocal folds, and again, aspiration being the same liquids or solids entering the airway, but then moving below the vocal folds into the trachea. It's important to note that while some instances of this airway invasion are reduced with the use of thickened liquids, the risk for post-swallow residue in the pharynx or throat does increase, which patients with dysphagia are at an increased risk of aspirating after the swallow. And while there may be some select instances where the use of thickened liquids is indicated and may actually be beneficial, it's important that we recognize there may be some unintended consequences of the use of thickened liquids for our patients with dysphagia. So, four potentially unintended consequences or risks of the use of thickened liquids include reduced adherence, dehydration, reduced bioavailability of some medications, and increased risk for lung injury if aspirated. For point one, reduce adherence. With a dietary change like thickened liquids, research has shown that adherence can be as low as 56.5% 
due to dissatisfaction with the texture, taste, difficulty swallowing, along with the inconvenient preparation. It's also been found that patients did not necessarily understand the rationale for their use, thereby further decreasing the rates of adherence. For point two, increased risk for dehydration, it's important to recognize that generally, rates of dehydration are high for those individuals with dysphagia. It's been found that thickeners do not impact the bioavailability of water, so this dehydration is typically attributed to reduced volume of intake versus the thickened liquids themselves. For point three, reduced bioavailability of some medications, it's been found that thickened liquids can slow the release of medications even when the liquids are only slightly thickened. For example, with the slightly thickened liquid, it has been shown in the research that only 30% of a particular medication dissolved after one hour. And point four, increased risk for lung injury if aspirated. The second author of this review investigated the impact of thickened versus thin water aspiration on the lungs of rabbits. Results of the study demonstrated increased pulmonary inflammation, lung edema, and death for the group which aspirated thickened versus thin water. And while the authors concede some issues with the volume of aspiration with this initial work, it has since been updated, which I'll also share in the description section of the podcast. So, what does all of this mean for our clinical decision making? First, it's important that other strategies are trialed to reduce the volume or frequency of aspiration such as chin tucks, head turns, or various seating angles, if possible. Secondly, and I might add most importantly, it's imperative that the risks and benefits, many of which were described in this great article, be presented to patients and their families so that they are able to make a valid, informed decision regarding the use of thickened liquids. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this new format. I hope this was a good review for those of us who are aware of some of the potential consequences of the use of thickened liquids. And for those who may have been hearing this information for the first time, please go ahead and read the article by Amanda Fazakerly and Noga Nativ Zeltzer. If you're a member of ASHA and have issues accessing this article, please reach out to me at SLP at gmail.com. Again, that's A-I-D-A-N-O-S-B-O-R-N-E-S-L-P at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to try and troubleshoot your access. Until next time.